The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 10th chapter. After this, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go on your way. See, I am sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this house. And if anyone is there who shares in peace, your peace will rest on that person. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide, for the laborer deserves to be paid. Do not move about from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and its people welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick who are there, and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out into its streets and say, Even the dust of your town that clings to our feet, we wipe off in protest against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God has come near. Whoever listens to you listens to me, and whoever rejects you rejects me, And whoever rejects me, rejects the one who sent me. The seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, in your name even the demons submit to us. He said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. See, I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions, and all over the power of the enemy, and nothing will hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be with you all from God our Creator and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We return to Luke's Gospel this morning, and we see the church growing as Jesus sends out not just the 12 disciples, but 70 more believers. And among that number, by the way, would be our Philip, who would become a deacon in the early church. Jesus sends out those 70 ahead of him to places he himself will go, he says. They are, in a sense, an advance party to prepare his way, but also He doesn't ask his faithful ones to do anything that he himself is not willing to do. And you heard his instructions. He sent them out two by two, not alone, but with another person, so they could encourage each other and hold each other up. That's what Christians do for each other. He sent them out sharing the peace of Christ, not with force, but like lambs, Lambs among wolves, vulnerable. The love of Christ is really all they have. He told them to travel very light and therefore rely on the hospitality of those who receive them, which must have been kind of scary. And he instructed them to heal those who are ill, to show them that God cares about them. He invited them to sit down at table with former strangers gratefully eating whatever is set before them, 
and having that table fellowship that is all about who we are as God's family. If they welcome you, Jesus says, it's great. But if they don't, shake the dust off your feet, keep moving on to the next village, speaking peace, healing the sick, having fellowship at table, all ways of showing them that God is there in their midst. He sent them out two by two, and in his name, they did all those amazing things he told them they could do. And that must have been really something for them when they experienced that they could heal in Jesus' name and embody a message of peace and sit down at table with former strangers and get up as friends. They came back rejoicing. We could look at so many different things in that account today, but I would like us to give our attention to what happened when they returned. Verse 17, the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, in your name, even the demons submit to us. They were amazed and awed. And listen to how Jesus responds. He said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. You saw what, Lord? As one pastor said about this text, there is more happening here than meets the eye. Not only did they heal and bring peace and announce the presence of God and form new relationships, all marvelous things on an earthly and human level, but also because they were doing those good and holy things, something big was going on in the spiritual realm. Satan was falling. Their faithfulness was a blow to the power of evil. And isn't that something? Our faithfulness, too, wherever we are sent by the Lord in this world, near or far, our faithfulness, whenever we act in compassion, in the name of Jesus, challenges the reign of evil in our world. Acts of mercy show that the kingdom of God is near. When we forgive one another and are generous, when we are kind, when we feed hungry people and get kids to school in Haiti, when we help someone build a home to live in, when we share with someone the faith that gives us our strength, when we insist on being people of hope even when life is really difficult, in short, when we act in faith, then yes, good things are happening among human beings, but also we're contributing to the downfall of evil. There is more happening here than meets the eye. Does our kindness matter? Our courage? It matters more than we know. St. Teresa of Avia in the 16th century said it this way, Christ has no body now on earth but yours, no hands but yours, no feet but yours. Yours are the eyes which the compassion of Christ must look out on the world. Yours are the feet with which he is to go about doing good. Yours are the hands with which he is to bless his people. We are sent out just as surely as the 70. But after they went out and came back rejoicing, and after Jesus told them that he had seen Satan fall, he went on to declare, to declare something 
even more. He said, See, I have given you authority over all the powers of the enemy, and nothing will hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this, that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. What matters even more than doing all those crucially vital things, what matters even more than evil taking a hit, is this. Our names are written in heaven. What is truly worthy of rejoicing is that we belong to a God who loves us eternally, here and now and all the way to heaven. That is the Mount Everest of our existence. That is more worthy of rejoicing than anything else that could ever possibly be offered to us or anything we could do or accomplish. It's a higher honor than our talents, our influence, our learning, knowing that God is our home and God is our final destiny surely gives us courage for everything this life requires of us. And that home with God comes to us only and purely by grace. It is a gift of God that our names are written in heaven. On this Independence Weekend, let's land there on heaven and on grace. This weekend is a time, I think, when we are a little more aware, a little more grateful, a little less likely to take for granted the freedom we enjoy as citizens of our country. Luke reminds us today that we are citizens also of heaven and that the freedom of a Christian is the gift of belonging on earth and in heaven to the one who loves us. And in this, oh, we rejoice. In the name of Jesus, amen.